Details about the Highland Park shooting suspect came to light in the hours after the July 4th attack. 21-year-old Robert Cremo III went by the name Awake the Rapper. He uploaded music and videos with images of violence online. Several media outlets would go on to describe him in headlines as a rapper. In an article for The Conversation, an independent online publication, University of Virginia professor A.D. Carson says by identifying the suspected shooter as a rapper, the media feeds into negative stereotypes about the music genre. Carson grew up in Decatur, Illinois. The host for WBEZ's sister station, Vocalo, Biko, spoke with Professor Carson about his article and the history of scapegoating rap. For generations, hip-hop music has been blamed for violence and other social ills. Can you give us a brief history of the scapegoating of rap music? The first high-profile targets was Run DMC during their 1986 Raisin Hell tour. There was uh, violence that occurred in the towns wherever they performed. It was blamed on the, the rap acts in specifically at the Long Beach, California show, uh, gang violence that happened in the crowd was blamed on the rappers in the concert. Uh, then in the 1990s, you had folks like the politician and activist C. Dolores Tucker. She focused a lot of her energy on Tupac and uh, the so-called gangster rap subgenre. And then more recently, you had the New York mayor, Eric Adams, who condemned drill rap for um, the murders of two Brooklyn rap artists. And... Um, you know, up until, you know, like the Uvalde, Texas mass shooting. After that happened, there was a Texas politician called Ronnie Jackson who went on TV and blamed the shooting on rap music and video games. You also said that rap is used to demonize African-American men. You're not only a professor of hip hop, but a rapper yourself. Is yes. this a fear you grapple with personally as well? Um, I wrote about it for the last album that I put out in 2020 called I Used to Love to Dream. There's a song on there called Just In Case. I also wrote a wrote an essay about Just In Case uh, for, for NPR um, about the, the writing of that particular piece, like to, to write what folks should do if something were to happen to me. If I got pulled over by police, mm -hmm. what are the kinds of questions you need to ask? Or if I was involved in some kind of violent altercation, um, I need for you to ask for accountability because people might write it off as you know, like a rapper doing, you know, quote unquote, rapper things. So the whole project and all of my work for real deals with those issues. And so I think there's so many ways that that I can be described. I mean, I'm a brother to seven siblings, an uncle, a son, professor, doctor. But if somebody decides that they're going to describe me as quote unquote rapper, then it seems like everything about the circumstances that I might be involved in would register differently because of the ways that we've come to view rap and rappers in society through this kind of like, well, this tradition of scapegoating. And so it's not just about the music, but also about the people who make the music. You don't go into a different category of person just because you make a particular kind of music. And that's the way that the word rap is being used. It, it alters in the minds of the people who are reading about it, the kind of humanity that they're supposed to apply to the person that they're reading about. Uh, you point to a headline from Vice News that reads, police yeah. arrest local rapper in connection to Highland Park mass shooting. And whether you consider him a rapper or not, he did create rap music. So why is it dangerous to call him a rapper? Including the word rapper in the headline, it misleads the audience about what happened and the possible reasons why it happened. So even though he's a white guy, it's a blatant racist dog whistle that makes it seem like his musical interests are a significant part of the shooting. And that it somehow led to the crimes that he's accused of. When these things happen, people look at the kind of media we consume, particularly violent video games, movies and, and TV. So why is there such an appetite for this violent content? 
that's a great question. So I like I honestly believe that there are conversations that we that we should have about the violent and otherwise problematic content of the media that we consume regularly. But these conversations about hip hop and video games after a mass shooting, they aren't really about that. I think that that those conversations are to distract us from the conversations that we need to be having about the actual violence that occurred, which literally has nothing to do with rap. It wasn't rap music that shot those people in Highland Park or in Uvalde or in any of the other places. So I'd say it like this. America, America is an incredibly violent country with an incredibly violent past and an incredibly violent present. So given that, we can imagine an incredibly violent future. And I think that America wants, probably needs somewhere, some people to point the finger at. So it's like these uh, politicians, police, and pundits, they don't understand that the music that's coming from these places and circumstances is a reflection of a crisis of violence and not the actual source of it. It's describing the violence that has existed and continues to exist and we know will probably, you know, like exist into the future, but it's literally not creating it. It's holding a mirror up to it. And so I think that that appetite that we have for it comes from the fact that we are born from it. We live in it. That's University of Virginia professor A.D. Carson speaking with Folklow host Biko. This is WBEZ.